Do you ever wonder where do you even start or how do you get yourself motivated to start decluttering or getting organized? Well, my go-to method that works for me and it really gets your brain thinking the right thoughts to help you declutter, to help you decide what is most important and it doesn't matter what category of your home you're thinking about. You have to get your brain to think about, would you be bringing this with you if you were moving? Would you pay someone to move these items across town to another house, across the country? You know, would you pay movers to move this item for you? If the answer is no, or maybe, you already know you can probably let it go. If the answer is maybe, then why is it maybe? Is it because you aren't sure maybe it's a toy, you aren't sure your kids are quite outgrown from playing with that one yet? Is it that you think that they might use it later? Um, is it because you think that piece of furniture might work in the new house, but it hasn't worked in this one. You know, what is it? Be really specific and potentially keep a note of it. So I love to use the notes in my phone for things like this. For other notes that I need to write down and actually have a handwritten list, I have one notebook that I make all of my lists in. And I've used it for getting close to a year at this point. I've probably, I've had it all year this year. And I think I had it before we moved in December. Um, it's almost full. <laughs> so there's only a couple of pages left, but the same notebook. So I know exactly where to look to find the information. I'm not going searching the house. I don't have multiple notepads. I didn't lose it. It's in my one notebook that I keep with me all the time. And that's the only place I look. If I don't have that notebook with me, I use the notes in my phone. And then sometimes I will transfer that onto the paper if I feel like it needs to be a written list or a written something, whatever it is, right? So getting your thoughts to think about moving. That helps you to eliminate blankets that you've been thinking needed to go pretty quickly. You know, it helps you to eliminate quickly any category of item, whether that be toys in your children's rooms, the playroom, the garage, outdoor toys, um, any of that stuff, linens that maybe have seen better days that you just maybe don't love anymore, or they're stained, or there's holes in them, or... They just aren't soft anymore. And, you know, I had some blankets that I thought were going to be great and they got dog hair trapped in them. And it was just like unbelievable how much dog hair just clung to those blankets. So that was an easy goodbye for me because that's kind of doesn't ever feel clean when it feels like it's covered in dog hair. And there's dog hair woven into the fuzzy texture of the blanket. I, that's not something I want to cozy, cozy up with. It feels dirty, even if it's clean, if it's covered in dog hair, because I don't want that getting stuck on my clothing. If I just got out of the shower and I'm sitting down for a movie with the kids, 
that blanket is going to be grossing me out. You know, I don't want that on me. So those blankets are quick. Nope, not keeping. <laughs> I really do prefer having matching towels for each bathroom. So it's easy for when my kids put the towels away, they know exactly what towels go in what room. That makes it so easy. Um, so they can just grab and go. They don't have to, you know, mom, what bathroom do these go in? Do these go in the linen closet? Are these rags? Do these go in the kitchen? They don't have to ask me. They already know. We have the same washcloths for the kitchen. All of the kitchen dishcloths are exactly the same. And then the hand towels are a larger size of the exact same pattern color. And it's just a striped gray, like solid color, but it has the texture of stripes. Um, like the bar mop kind of towels, but they have a texture to them. Um, and then matching washcloths. I got them at Target. They were so easy um, to just buy multiple sets of those. And I got those when we moved into this house and then moved all of my non, any towels from the kitchen that did not have that exact color and pat, you know, that exact color. So that that was the only ones going in the kitchen drawer. Everything else went in the rags basket. We have like, that made it really simple. And then now I'm ready to get rid of the rags basket, donate that and just have plain old bar mop towels that go in the rags basket so that I don't have to look for them. I don't have to share my kids, you know, tell my kids. It's like, I know that looks like the kitchen towels, but do you see that the colors are different? It's a different gray. It's faded. It's stained. This one has like four holes in it. Do not put this one in the kitchen. It's a rag. You know, I don't want to have that conversation. So that how can we make that really easy for everyone in the family to know where they go and what goes in what room? And that's to have complete matching sets that are all exactly the same. Um, so that is what I'm doing. That is what I'm moving toward because... I've tried with my kids the last year and they just don't get it with the, the rag towels. They don't get it. They get mixed in with other stuff and put in the bathrooms or in the linen closet when they give up trying to figure it out. So they just need to be changed out to just a set of bar mop towels or a set of, I know Costco has like this huge set of just white cloths that you can use as rags. That would be so easy. And then when they're super stained or gross, just throw it away. No big deal. It's like 10 bucks for, I don't know how many towels. There's so many towels that you get. And it's more than enough for any of the spills that would be coming along, right? Um, so keep it simple. Um, what are the things that you would part with? That you would not be moving with. I'm not moving with that big bucket of mismatched, messy looking towels. They can all go and I can spend the 10 bucks and get a set of cleaning towels. That would be so easy. That's what I would do. That's what I will do when we move. <laughs> um, so that's a quick decision. Kids toys, anything that creates a mess is already going to be packed up really quickly uh, before the move as we are preparing for a move because I cannot handle going in that mess over and over again when I have a lot of projects to do at home. So anything that makes a big mess, 
anything that has a ton of pieces that will get lost or misplaced, those are already going to be packed up right away. As soon as we know that we are starting to prepare for a move, those are disappearing. Think about, do you want to keep these and move them to the other house? Or do you want to just go ahead and let them go? Go ahead and get rid of them. So you can make a collection of maybes. Uh, one way to do that is to collect them all and put them into a bin or put them in one space, like a closet tucked out of the way away from where your kids play or away from where you would use it. And then after a couple of weeks, if no one's asked for it, you haven't needed it, then you know it really is an extra, a something that you don't need. And it can probably be donated pretty stress-free. You won't miss it. Your kids haven't asked for it yet. Um, let it go. The other thing, when you are cleaning out clothing and that sort of thing, if it is not in like new condition, we are not saving that for your next kid. It's not happening. So let that stuff go right away. If it is not in like new condition, do not save it. The, if you would not purchase that today for your family, for your home, for yourself, for your kids, for clothing, it doesn't need to stay. You're not moving it with you, not paying someone to move that to another home for you. Say goodbye to it. You won't miss it. You don't need it. Sometimes the things that I've gotten rid of, I'll give you a couple of examples. There are things that I have gotten rid of that I have thought about later. And when I really think about, man, what would I do if I had that? Most of the time when I'm thinking about it, I realize even if I did have it, it never fit me properly anyways, which is why I got rid of it. Because every time I tried it on, something wasn't quite right. Yes, I liked the idea of that style of clothing, but it just didn't work. It was just, you know, that little bit uncomfortable or that, you know, just a smidge too short or too wide or too tight somewhere. And so I never felt comfortable enough to wear it as often as I should be wearing the clothing in my closet. So I donated it after finally you know, trying it on for the third, fourth, sixth time and not wearing it. So I would try it on and then I would choose something else instead. And that's why I got rid of it. So if you have stuff that you are holding on to or debating on getting rid of it, go ahead and let it go or make a list if you need to do that and really ponder why you don't choose to wear that item or you don't choose to use that item if it's dishes or, you know, serving dishes why do you choose to not use it and use something else? Well, in my kitchen, the reason I choose to use something else is because I would prefer easy cleanup. I don't want to have to transfer it from a serving dish into a Pyrex dish at the end of the meal. I'd rather just serve it in the Pyrex dish and move on with my day. <laughs> so unless I'm planning on using every bit of the food and not having leftovers from the food, um, like when we would maybe have corn on the cob or something like that, uh, I would serve that on a serving tray because there might be three pieces at the end of the meal. 
So I don't have a ton of, I have a big serving tray I can use that on and then put the rest of it in just a Ziploc bag or something. I don't need to serve it and I don't need to put it in a container at the end of the meal. But when I'm doing things like taco night and we have multiple different categories of food and things, I do those in the Pyrex dish. I don't use the serving dishes because although they look cute, they're just not practical for my big family and trying to clean up because we do bedtime right after dinner and it's just easier to use the Pyrex dishes and be done. Maybe they're not as beautiful as a serving dish, but I would rather have less things to wash and that eliminates something to wash. So I just put it in what I'm going to store it in. I don't have plastic serving storage containers for our foods anymore. We have just the Pyrex dishes and that's it. Um, it just makes life easier. And so getting rid of the serving dishes was an easy decision when it came time to move. So I didn't plan on using them for at least another five years. And at that point, I can probably find them at Goodwill or donation centers or from a friend. You know, what if I did decide that I did want serving dishes again? Another thing that makes me decide that I'm not going to use something is if it is hand wash only. I'm sorry. I don't want to hand wash anything. <laughs> I don't want to. So I'm going to choose something else because it is more convenient for my life. I don't want to have to sit at the sink, you know, stand at the sink or hand wash something in the bathroom, a clothing item. I don't want to do that. That doesn't work for my life. So those things, they can go because they are inconvenient. They are high maintenance items and no, thank you. No, thank you. <laughs> Just no, thank you. I will hand wash my cast iron dishes, but I want my pots to fit in the dishwasher. I do. That's what I want. Every meal, I'm not going to have more than three pots, four pots tops for any meal that I'm making. Like that's just how it is. I want it to be simple and I want it to be easy. I want it to fit in the dishwasher. My huge ones, like the ones I would make a family soup in or, um, you know, those, those are fine to wash. It's one huge item and it takes up the whole sink. That's not a big deal to wash, but hand washing all of the glasses and plates and bowls and silverware. I'm not going to do that. It's not happening. I'm not washing, hand washing a bunch of serving platters. If I cannot, I mean, honestly, I want it to be so fast. I want it to be so efficient. And if it isn't, I don't need it in my life. These baskets that have to have, you know, the baskets that the kids crush and sit in and have them all bent up. I'm not moving those to my new house so they can go. What's in that basket? Um, what, what can I get rid of that's in that basket so that it can mix in with something else to simplify the categories altogether? You know, can I have fewer items? Um, one of the things that I've done for my kids to simplify their bedroom so that it doesn't feel cluttered and overwhelmed, even if they have all of their toys and everything that they own in that same room and they share it with the siblings, put your toys in the dresser, get the clothes 
need to all fit in the closet so you don't have to go around the room to get ready. Um, if you're struggling to get it this simple, have a call with me. Like, let's talk it out. Sometimes um, a lot of the things that I would get rid of in a move is going to be a, you know, two things. Like a client that I did, we did an episode on here with her kids' toys where she got rid of the train table because the kid played with the tracks on the floor more frequently and the train table was just sitting there taking up a huge amount of space. Like they're almost the size of a dining table. They're just really big and they take up a lot of space. And so a lot of times maybe that was a great quality item, but it just isn't used well by your family. So that's an easy, not moving with it. Let's, you know, rethink the design of this space. What would we do differently in the new space? I'm not bringing this piece because it's not as functional. Um, I have seen those train tables used very functionally in many spaces. I've seen them used as a coffee table with rolling baskets underneath. There is a really awesome brand that does that. And I have the name of it downstairs. I'll try and share that later, but I don't have it right now. Maybe I'll share a link for it. Um, but they are super easy to make really functional if you have just the one that has the table surface and then stuff can fit underneath it in a cart, like a basket that is nice and deep or drawers underneath it that actually take up a good bit of space under there. But if it's just this huge trade train table or, you know, activity table, maybe rethink that and get something smaller or maybe just use the floor. Maybe your kids want to use a bench or the top of the cube um, storage table that you have already. What will they really play with? And do you need three or four buckets or huge buckets of train parts or can you do with less? What does your child or what do your children actually play with for a long time? So that's the other part I want you to think about. Is this something that just gets moved around so it looks like it's been used? Or is this something that is actually used and played with for a long period of time? Open-ended toys are going to be a lot more reusable. They can be used by your children for a lot longer time of your child's life than toys that have... Um, one purpose. For example, um, a kitchen set that is very specific versus just some different foods and a couple of dishes and then a, um, just a kitchen set versus a small little toddler sized one. They're going to use the bigger stuff a little bit better. The stuff that looks like real food instead of, um, like that's what they're going to end up going for because they can feed it to animals. They can feed their stuffed animals that they can feed baby dolls. They can make a store with it. They can um, do pretend feeding with mommy and daddy um, as playtime. Those are more open-ended than um, some of the other things. Um, I would, those are going to be go, gone to this, just the fruits and vegetables kind of, foods rather than the the stuff you would buy at the store like the the
cans of stuff that they would have that just looks like a store setup. Those foods don't get played with as much. They would much rather make you a cheeseburger or <laughs> give you some fruits and vegetables um, than using those boxes of foods and stuff that they would have to make. They're going to put the fruit in a pot and stir it up and make a soup for you. You know, those sorts of things are going to be more open-ended than just the pretend macaroni and cheese box or the box of soup. I mean, the can of soup or even the carton of milk. They're going to use the pitcher a lot more. So that eliminates a lot of things that you may be using and taking up space and creating clutter um, or more mess in the playroom that are items that you could just let go and they won't be missed. You still have enough. You don't need more than one basket of kitchen items for your children. And I, I've had five children at home at the same time, three toddlers um, and multiple extras. There have been seasons in my life where I've had six toddlers is what it felt like at home. Um, six children that lived with me for months at a time. And this was very easy to keep up with. It entertained them. They never acted like they didn't have enough toys. And we got rid of all the stuff that was just stuff. Anything that was not open-ended um, or, you know, multi-categories that you could use it for. If I didn't see my kids using it multiple different ways, I it wasn't something that stayed very long. Um, it, I think that they can use so many different toys, but if you have multiple of very similar categories, like for the that new walker stage where they have multiple different push carts, uh, multiple different standing table toys, you could probably eliminate all but one of each category and be just fine. What do they play with the most often? What has the most variety of play that they will actually use. Some of them have so many varieties of play that it feels overwhelming and they go for the more simple ones every time. Pay attention to what your children are actually using and then let the rest go. Same for clothing and shoes. Are they going for the same things every time? Do they have an entire dresser full of clothes but they go for the dresses because they don't have to look in the drawers? What's in the drawers? Do they even know? Do they even still fit your children? Why do you have an entire dresser full of clothes plus a closet full of clothes for your children? They're not going to be the same size next year. <laughs> Why do we have that much stuff? That's fine for adults when we're not changing sizes so rapidly. But for children who change sizes so quickly, who may only be able to wear that size for three months and then they've outgrown it depending on what stage of life they're in. We only need a few items and they should all be able to fit in the closet or in often one drawer of a dresser. You should be able to fit the majority of their items in one regular dresser drawer, maybe two if they're in that toddler, in that heading into school stage of clothing where they're just bigger sizes. But for little babies and stuff, we don't need that much. They grow so fast. It's not worth the mess, the stress, and all the laundry and work that we have to do to maintain that many clothing. It's just not. 
So those are my easy ways to decide what stays and what goes. I hope this episode has blessed you. I hope it has been really helpful for you. And I hope that you will tune in and follow along for more episodes. Hit that little plus sign in the top right-hand corner so you can not miss the next episode of the SOS Mom Show. Thanks so much. Have a blessed day. I'll talk to you soon. Bye.